Blog Talk Radio. Contagious. Uh, you can catch them at nightriots.com. Uh, the song is uh, pretty appropriate for what we're seeing right now with the Delta variant. Uh, I am your host, Mike. My partner in crime, Sam, will be joining us shortly live from Michigan. I uh, don't quite know why he's up there, but, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get his perspective on things. Uh, we'll figure out what Sam is doing in Michigan. Here he is coming live. Hey, hey, Mike. Hey, hey! I was trying to tell the audience uh, what you're doing in Michigan. I, uh, I suppose you're at some hippie festival up there, but you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure why you're live on location in Michigan. Right, right, right. You know, probably one of the one of the top three choices that you had initially, either one of those three. But hey, man, I'm uh, out in the three on three, and uh, the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes is taking over the city. So you know, everyone's oh, going Pistons fans to get back to uh, some former glory. Well, as you know, Detroit is a is a heavy heavy sports uh, directed you know uh, city, right? You know, Red Wings, yeah, Pistons, sure. Lions, you know, yeah, Tigers, right? So, yeah, right, right. So, what do we, what so do we have the, on the on the menu today? Oh, so today, you know, first we're going to talk uh, Major League Baseball fire sales, and uh, we're going to discuss uh, the recent fire sale of the Cubs, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, is it worth it uh, to basically go all in for a few years and then sell everything off as long as you've won a championship. So we'll discuss some famous uh, fire sales from the last, you know, 25 years or so. Uh, then we're going to talk some NBA free agency, and we got a lot more stuff to cover. So, uh, but uh, real quick, while I got you up there in uh, Michigan, I, I want to ask you, what what city is Detroit? Like, so, like I would say, if you went to Boston, that's a that's a Red Sox city. Like, yeah, they like it when the Pats win or the Celtics win, but the city goes insane for the Sox, and and I would say like like New York is probably a Yankees city, right? Like, yeah, they like their Knicks and the Rangers and, and you know, Jets and Giants. But I would say the Yankees are probably the one team they, they would want to see thrive. And you go to different cities, and I, I think, you know, uh, you can point to certain franchises that are just more important in that city. So for you, is Detroit a Red Wings, a Lions, a Tigers, or a Pistons city? Okay, so that's a loaded question because anyone here will tell you that um, that the, that Detroit is is definitely like a Red Wing city, pretty much. You know, storied okay. franchise, yeah. multiple championships, you know, really a, a true dynasty when it comes to you know the other the hockey uh, uh, the other franchises that that uh, belong in the NHL. Um, 
with them. But I would say it's a very close tie between the Red Wings, uh, for it being a Red Wing city, uh, and it's pretty close to being like a Tiger city too, you know. So the Tigers, really? um, I worked in downtown. De- yeah, I worked in downtown Detroit for a long time, for 10-plus years. And uh, I'll tell you this, uh, you know, Tigers uh, – you know, game days at uh, home, you could forget about it. The traffic's as bad as probably New York City getting in and out of the city. Wow. So it's it, it's okay. pretty bad, yeah. They go crazy for the Tigers out here. All right, well, see, Cincinnati is the Reds' city. Uh, we only have the two franchises and the Reds and the Bengals. Uh, but if you asked anybody here, I think they would take a Reds' World Series over a Bengals' Super Bowl if they had to pick. So when the Reds are in the playoffs and when the Reds are doing good, it is, it is crazy as well, too. So that's interesting. I always kind of find it, you know, I like to get locals' perspective on what kind of city they think that, you know, they're, you know, if it's a baseball or football or basketball kind of city. So I, I kind of always peg Detroit as more of a basketball city, so it's interesting that you say it's more geared towards the Red Wings and the Tigers. So it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, if you look at it. The- yeah, yeah. If you look at if you look at the history of the Pistons, I mean, you have your bad boys from you know from the eighties, early early nineties, yeah. going into the early nineties, and then you have, uh, you know, the Rip Hamilton, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups led Pistons teams that won. Um, but that's pretty much it from the from the entire Pistons organization, yeah. like in the history of the history. organization. Whereas I think the Red Wings have just been around a lot longer, and they've won so many more chips really um yeah. that's kind of why i think that's that's the reason why makes sense uh so you know we saw uh recently the chicago cubs basically tear down their entire core from their world series back in 2016 we saw anthony rizzo go we've seen javi baez and chris bryant go and then they dealt craig kimbrell uh they dealt a uh, new signee and jock peterson earlier uh, and so they basically blew everything up. They said, you know, we're not getting anywhere else with this core. Let's, you know, let's try to get something for them before they leave in free agency, and let's let's start over again, which surprises me a little bit because Chicago is, like, the third largest market in Major League Baseball, and you would think that they could just spend money to keep their core around or to add pieces to it, much like the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Dodgers do. But I, uh, clearly they didn't want to go down that route. Uh, so it, it kind of led me to a question of, is it is it worth it to kind of go all in for two two or three years and chase that championship only to have it torn down and then you have to suck for a few years before maybe those players become ready for prime time? Yeah, just a quick thought on that. I mean, I was—I think we kind of touched on it. We were talking about it a bit, a bit last week, but um, about how uh, the 2016 core team of the Cubs is no no longer, uh, really no longer around on that current roster. You know, basically everyone's gone. Yeah, from from a uh, franchise, from like a marketing perspective, I could totally see why they went all in to win the chip and then um, kind of sort of, you know, floated away into Never Neverland after that. Never was really relevant after 2016, if you think about it. The Cubs have been around. Yeah, they had a good core. They had a couple of good players. But after 2016, they really didn't make that yeah. push again, right? Right. So I think it's totally worth it. And, it's you know, from a franchise perspective, for the ones 
like the Cubs that haven't won since what was the what, what was the curse? The I mean, not the curse. The year that they. I'll be honest. Um, with you, I'm, I'm drawing. A, it was the curse of the Billy Goat. That was like 1914 or 1912 since something the last like time that, right? So, I guess for the Cubs it makes sense, but like for like the Yankees or the Sox or maybe some other storied franchises just like the Cubs that may have more. Um, more championships, more, more uh, movement as a franchise, you know, in the right direction. I don't see, like, for instance, I don't see if if the Yankees by by chance if they win the World Series, I don't see them blowing up the team and getting rid of Aaron Judge and Stanton and the rest of the players that they've picked up over the last couple of years. No, and, it's uh, the and I don't think they but but the thing is, Chicago is not. San Diego, Chicago is not Minnesota or Cleveland. They have the market. They have the third largest market in Major League Baseball. So isn't it a disservice to the fans uh, to kind of blow up the team like this? They're, they're honestly, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's terrible for the like fans. Like no, I, I totally agree. It's definitely it's terrible for the fans because the fans, they only get to see – their 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 core team that that's one they only get to see it for a couple of years really if you look at it you don't you don't yeah. you don't see uh the old elder statesmen kind of sticking around as vets you know as they used to do in the in the, in the older days right so um yeah. you know you, you would uh there was a possibility of you watching your team and then let's say 15 years later that guy that you were watching you know is somehow like you know a, a a first baseman coach or something of that sort along the ways. And, and I say that as a Yankees fan, you know, you get to see Aaron Boone coach, you get to see Joe Girardi coach, you get to see a bunch of these people that you got to see play at some point. They all, they hang around the, the organization for a little bit after, you know? Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to kind of go into some, one of the most famous fire sales of all time. And one that, that got a lot of, you know, press was the 97 Marlins. They won the World Series, right? They went all in. Um, they picked up Gary Sheffield, Kevin Brown, Al Leiter, Bobby Bonilla, Cliff Floyd, Moise Alou. And then they, they they beat Cleveland, and, you know, Cleveland had an epic meltdown by Jose Mesa in Game 7, and, and they took the World Series. And then – Basically, after they won the the year, the the very next year after they won the World Series, uh, their owner Wayne Heisinger, who also used to own the Miami Dolphins and was the you know CEO of uh, Blockbuster Video, um, he wasn't satisfied with uh, attendance, and they basically got rid of everybody. They got rid of Kevin Brown to the Padres. Gary Sheffield went. Um, I think he went. I, I I don't know. I forget where he got traded to. I believe it was the Dodgers. Uh, Bobby Bonilla was gone. Cliff Floyd, Moise Alou. And that team won like 55, 60 games the next year after winning the World Series. And that was probably – Was that a Jim Leland team? What's that? Was was that a Jim Leland team, the Marlins? It, that Jim Leland-led team, yes. Okay, okay, yeah. That, wow, yeah. Sorry, continue. I'm, I'm just trying to draw back names because – I think after he left the Marlins, he made his way to the to the Tigers, right? Uh, several years later, several years later, yeah, okay. yeah. probably like six or seven years later that he he made his way over to Detroit, and that was when you saw like 
Miggy and a young Justin Verlander and all those guys in Detroit when they were really good uh, for a string there for about, I would say, about five to six years. They were really good. Uh, but, you know, the Marlins, this is uh, they have that history where you look at in 2004, they got to the World Series behind Josh Beckett and let Levon Hernandez. And then they let a lot of those guys go just a couple of years later. So I feel like the Marlins have this history of surging to an unexpected World Series title and then kind of getting rid of everybody. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I, I as, a, as a fan, I, I hate the idea of the fire sale. Um, I, I get it. If you're in a small market and you go all in uh, – I don't know if you remember when the Royals – I think the Royals had gone to the World Series. They won it. They had guys like Lorenzo Cain and Johnny Cueto. And they yep, kind of a bunch of really in. good role players, right? Exactly. And they kind of went all in. And then and now the Royals are kind of back to being the Royals, um, which is where they've been most of my life, which is like fourth place in their division and losing seasons. But to me, that was worth it for the Royals fans to go all in like that. They had a couple good years. They won a championship. Um, but I don't know. I, I The – I guess, I don't know, I'm torn because I feel like you should always be trying to win if you're the owner of a franchise. And unless you know that you're stuck in mediocrity, like let's say, let's take the NBA, for example, the 76ers, right? When Sam Hinkie was the general manager there and they started this whole trust the process thing and tanking, they the 76ers were stuck as like a fifth sixth seed in the east and they 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 were good enough to make the playoffs but they weren't good enough to make deep runs and they certainly weren't good enough to make a run at the finals right this is post Allen Iverson this is Andre Iguodala led teams uh, and so the 76ers kind of blew things up and, and started acquiring draft picks and the problem with the NBA though is that you could have the first or second or even the third worst record in the league and still get stuck with like the fifth or sixth pick in the lottery, right? So you kind of have to stockpile assets because you really don't know in a given year how the balls are going to bounce in the lottery. But in the NBA, I get it. If you are constantly battling for like a sixth, seventh, or eighth seed every year and you know that you're not good enough to win a championship, but uh, you're not bad enough to get that top pick, um, that could be a franchise changer, why not suck for a while? In other sports, such as baseball, you know, or even the NFL where things can be changed very quickly, I, I feel like you it is your duty to put the best competitive team on the field. And there's too many teams, in, especially in Major League Baseball, that don't want to spend the money. And I don't know how you feel about that. Um, but I know the Reds have kind of bordered on that team where they'll – push all their chips in and sign a bunch of free agents and they'll go for it for two years and then it doesn't work out. And then they kind of trade some guys away and kind of mire in mediocrity for about another three or four years before trying to make another push. I just, I don't know if I'm an owner of a sports team, you got to kind of go, go, go for it at all times, regardless of the market you're in. I have to agree with you, but in the, in the same token, like I'll, I'll, I will say, that whole trust the process, you know, um, you know, time frame for for uh, Philly, for that matter, uh, that that whole time frame, it did yield some success, right? 
So, um, like, and I feel like this, I've been watching, I, I've been a Bulls fan, you know this, I've been a Bulls fan since I was yeah. six. Um, we've been in that sixth, seventh, eighth seed hole ever since Tom Thibodeau left. So, and we've picked up the, the seventh pick, the, the, the fourth pick, or the, the, the uh, ninth pick. Uh, we've had a bunch of later picks, and, and we had to give away an early pick this year, fifth pick to the Magic, which yeah. we could have had Jalen Suggs, but... It's okay. We got Vucci. We'll figure it out. But bottom line is that I feel like um, I, I think it's okay to blow it up and and to try something. And I do see the fact that you know, you know, franchises for the fans they should be always trying to win because the fans are the ones that really support them. They're the ones that give him the, uh, the the ability to to go out and sign uh, you know new people, new free agents, and and it's their marketing. They're they're uh, the franchise, you know, as far as like even sports equipment, just locally, the whole city then begins to kind of stand behind that team. But if you're blowing it up every couple of years, then or tanking for that matter, to get there, it's not really good to be a fan for that team. That much I have to agree with you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what? Uh, we are going to move on to our next topic uh, this evening, um, which uh, has just gotten underway, and already there's some eye-popping deals. Uh, we're going to move on to NBA free agency. Um, a lot of the big news early. Oh, uh, my was... God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God is right. I don't know if you've seen the latest Chris Paul, thing. $120 million. Yeah, but doesn't Charles Barkley look like an idiot now? Here's the biggest kicker. So Kyle Lowry is going to be joining the Miami Heat on a three-year deal, but they paid Duncan Robinson ninety million dollars. Ninety million dollars for Duncan Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Role player at best, right? Right now, I mean. you're, you are more of an NBA savant than I am. That's uh, that's why our show works so well, because you have your strengths in certain sports, and I have my, my strengths in certain sports. And you are uh, uh, more knowledgeable when it comes to the NBA than, than I am. But is there any chance Duncan Robinson lives up to this contract? Definitely overpaid, man. 110% overpaid. So, I, I mean, look. The Heat had two similar players in Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Um, I, I would even throw in, I, in my opinion, the most efficient of that a three-headed little rookie group that, that was pulling in a couple of years ago. That was Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, yeah. and Tyler Hero. Of all of them, I like Nunn the, the best, actually. That's just, yeah, you know, just Nunn my... Yeah, I the most explosive and, yeah. Right. But but it's Hero that had some, uh, you know, he had some last year. He had the bubble heroics where he averaged like 16 or 18 points or whatever it was. And then you have Duncan Robinson, solid role, again, solid role player, 14, 15 points off the bench, possibly a starter, but he doesn't have it to take the next leap. So he will always be stuck. In my opinion, the comp to that contract is Chandler Parsons. So yeah, Chandler Parsons got Chandler paid. Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> So Chandler Parsons uh, was a great player. He was that 17-point guy, you know, that was in Houston. And uh, even when he got to the Mavs, it, he was um, he was good for a little bit before he got injured. But that is his ceiling. So, like, 
these guys are going to get paid a lot of money to be average, really. They they maxed out Butler at, at 184 million. They gave Kyle Lowry 90 million. I don't know. They have Bam's big contract from last year that they paid him. I don't know if Pat Riley is fully there uh, anymore, <laughs> and what he's trying to do to to build that Heat franchise back up to the way it was. But uh, I think they're yeah. shelling out a whole Kyle lot Lowry. of money. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's sorry, not worth ahead. $90 million, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. Kyle Lowry's not worth $90 million. No, he's not. So. It, it, maybe four years ago, four or five years ago, he was. Yeah, absolutely. When, I, when he won with the Raptors, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, then. I, you know, he's clearly outside of his prime. He's not the same player. The Heat... As constructed, and you know, we'll get to some more of these, some more of these deals uh, that have gone down so far. But, but the Heat as constructed, let's just take take it for what it is right now with Lowry and Butler and Bam and you know Duncan Robinson, and Tyler Harrow, unless they moved, unless they decided to trade Tyler Harrow, where he's been in some rumors. That right. team is still not getting out Fourth. of the top. Top, get, it's, yeah, it's, it's still fourth in the in the East. I think if the Sixers make some moves, they could sit at three. I think at two you have um, one A, one B would be Bucks and Nets, right? If you return the same number of people, yeah. The East. Let's not forget about let's not forget about the Celtics either, right? You know, the Celtics right. are that could that that had a rough year last year. Um, mm-hmm. But they could very easily, and, and let's, and also don't forget about the Knicks who had a who had a really surprising year last year, and I think they were the fifth seed last year, and yep, and, and, and not to mention Atlanta Hawks, who are up and coming, yeah. and so yep. this this is not LeBron James's East anymore, okay? You know you have, uh, you, there's a lot of teams on on the come up on the East and. And to me, the Heat are going to have to really fight hard to stay in the top four or five because uh, the teams we just mentioned uh, are all are all right there. You know, the Celtics are probably one or two moves away from possibly being a top three seed. And you know what I see happening? So, so when I see deals like three years, 90 mil for Kyle Lowry, four years, $120 million for Chris Paul um, – when I see this, I see like one injury happening at age 36, 37, how, 35, however old they are. That's detrimental right. for the entire year. And then all of a sudden you lose, you lose your, your veteran piece that you added for a lot of money. You ha- you've lost your assets that you've given up to get that via sign and trade. Uh, you know, I, I don't see it being the smartest decision because it, for me, in my opinion, it, it, I think – those kinds of uh, scenarios started happening. I'd say, do you remember when Deron Williams got signed to a big deal? Yeah. 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 So, so when he signed his big deal, in my opinion, that's like your perfect picture. He had he had messed up ankles when he signed the deal to begin with. It was an albatross right. of a deal because it paid him like a top five player, but he was nowhere close to being a top five player, and his injuries basically basically stopped him from being who he was and he wasn't he wasn't in like out of his prime he was 27 28 he should have still yeah, been running but bad. it was such a bad who deal dude who did he the sign nets, that the big nets, year with it was the nets it was the nets it was with the nets and that was the jk led team that that 
that was the eighth seed a couple of years with old, really old Kevin Garnett and uh, and Ray, uh, and um, right. Uh, there really you go. You have Paul Pierce. Pierce. Yep, 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 yep. So, but but again, I see those deals, and I'm like, this guy's one major injury uh, injury away from playing, not playing the whole year, and possibly not playing out his contract the way you want him to. Four years is a long time for a 35 year old. It is. It is a long time. It looks like we have a caller calling in who wants to chime in. Let's see what we got here. Hey, good evening. You're live with Mike and Sam on No Huddle. Yeah, what's going on? How's it going? Yeah, I'm all right, man. How you guys doing? All right, doing good, doing you know, good. You uh, you talk about some uh, NBA free agency? Well, well, yeah. Well, I guess the thing I was going to add from listening to y'all uh, is you you got to remember, man, the new TV deals are coming, and, and they're going to be really, really big. And then the other part to this is you can't really plan for, for injury. It's like, you know, if you're scared, go to church. You kind of have to sign people. Every contract is movable, even in their later years, and some of these can become salary dumps. But if they work out in the right way, then you're really talking about team building and things like that. So, look, Pat Riley, man, Pat Riley is really astute. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He has a really good salary cap guy there. And what they're actually doing is, man, look, Pat's getting old. He won a chip, man. He's going all in. He is not about to he sit does. around and, and, and rebuild. So, yeah, he's going for it. I, like, I, I can't not for it. And all of the contracts that we're talking about with them, they're kind of on the cl- same clock. So you got a group together. You, you go for the chip. If you don't, then you rebuild it later, and Duncan Robinson will be part of that rebuild. Or you can move him later on. Because, you know, shooting but, as a skill, that's the one thing, yeah. you know, that, that's going to, you know, it's going to age well. So they'll be fine. Why well, not quick uh, question, man. All, I, and try to ahead, get Mike. Damian Lillard? I'm sorry. I was going to say, why not? If you're going to try to go in all in, though, and then try to win a championship, which I 100% agree with, uh, the Heat, I, I, you know, maybe they don't have the assets or so, but why not try to get a Dame Lillard? Or why not make a push for Kawhi Leonard, who just opted out? Uh, you know, I feel like those guys um, get you a lot closer to winning a championship than, than Kyle Lowry does at this point in his career. Sir, you there? Did we lose you? Yeah, my my bad, man. I, oh, my bad. I got a phone. Yeah, I got a phone call. <laughs> well, the the, the, oh, the trouble with that is, yeah, the trouble with that is you can only get that. so you're kind of out of the man you would be sending out. Uh, the Tyler Hero value train is gone. Like, you're not tricking anybody. So with what they had doing the signing trade where you get rid of Dragic and, you know, you, you, you're able to get Kyle Lowry, the, those are the kind of moves that were available to you. Dane and stuff, man, that stuff's just off the board. I mean, uh, with, with DeRozan, DeRozan was, was available, was, was kind of available, wasn't he? Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. But then the only trouble with that is, can't shoot. So That's can you true. really afford to give that kind of cap space when you're going to have Jimmy and Bam on the floor at the same time? Can but you he's really a shot creator. He, don't people don't know. He's averaging close to – last couple of years on the Spurs, he's averaging six over six assists a game. Right, so, but that's kind of Jimmy's he, job, though, as the non-shooter creator guy you have. You can't really have two of those, I don't think. So wouldn't you kind of say you kind of have that with Larry and Butler, though? Larry's pretty hard-nosed. He likes to – Bring the ball up, set the offense, set the tone, and then you got Jimmy, who's also kind of wanting to do the same thing, right? 
Yeah, but Kyle Lowry, like, he's not a traditional point guard and breaking people down and stuff like that. He's going to initiate the offense, go through, and then spot up. So, I mean, he's going to be doing a lot of corner sniping, the top of the key sniping. But he's not really going to be dribbling a lot because Jimmy's going to have a ball in his hands or maybe bam. So, Kyle can kind of fit into what Drogic did, really. So, he'll work perfectly, but I don't think he hurts him. Cause I think are you, a, are you a Heat fan? Point shooter. Are, no, you, are you a Heat fan? No, I'm not a Heat fan. Okay, okay. Can I ask you what team, no, I just, what, what's I just your favorite basketball stuff, team? Cool. I don't Can I ask you what your favorite man. basketball uh, team is? Uh, whoever has good odds that night, and I could possibly win some money. <laughs> I, like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Very nice. <laughs> Depending on the spread, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. So I just try to keep keep aware of things and figure out what's going on. And, uh, you know, if we're watching this, think uh, New York brought back Derrick Rose. Like, there's a lot of moves going on tonight. And – I'm sure there's some guys waiting on a phone call still. So, Woj is going to be busy, man. We're going to have a lot of news today. It, it, it yeah, won't equal yeah. the M- MLB free agency fire sale stuff, but the NBA, you know, they be, they're going to be cooking tonight, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely cooking tonight. Lonzo Ball just signed with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. that kind of surprised me. <laughs> yeah, a little surprised surprise. myself, too. I didn't like that move, personally. I don't know how you feel about it, but – I think they're not oh, – it, it, again, it, it like I mentioned Billy before, Donovan. I was a Bulls fan. Yeah, it means Billy Donovan hates the kid. Uh, what's his name, Kobe White? He might be up out of there. Uh, but, yeah, this, this definitely shows you what they think about Kobe White. Yeah, and it's and it sucks because yeah. he's hurt a little bit right now too, so he doesn't really have too much to offer right this minute besides what he showed, you know, during the year. But I think Lowry's out too. I think I see a I see a possibility of Lowry being let go as well. Oh, uh, uh, marketing the finisher, the yeah, marketing the finisher. Yeah, I call him the finisher. <laughs> yeah, I can see that though, because honestly though, if you're a Bulls fan and you watched a lot of Chicago basketball, can you really justify paying that dude? Because he looks like a, a, just a regular stretch forward that you can get in any draft camp, like every year. Like that's what it or looks like. Wide. He's a good shooter. Right. So here, here's my deal. Here, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give my two minutes, you know, one, one, 30 second spit on, on, on the Bulls. We suck at development. Ever since Tom Thibodeau's left, we are absolutely terrible in developing players. We bring on the right player, they go to another team, and they do absolutely phenomenal. Wendell Carter Jr. doing great in Orlando. Bobby Portis just won a championship, you know, um, with, the, with the Bucks. Uh, so, so many of our players that we pick, we, we pick them, but that we can't develop them the right way. So they end up being better on other teams. Larry Markin, in my opinion, when he came into the league, he was a, a little bit of a mold of of of, of a KP, a Kristaps Porzingis. You know, he was a little bit of that mold. Maybe not from a defensive standpoint, but from a you know shooter's touch, he he has a good range. You know, he he has a decent boards. I mean, for for his size, probably could do better. But you have that. But all of a sudden, a couple of years down the uh, down the line, he's he's gone on his way out. So. But, well, I let, don't know. well, let the me Bulls... ask you one question, though. Let, let me ask you one sure, question, sure. though, to make a choice because you can't play both of them at the same time defensively, and you got to pick right. between Vooch and Laurie. What do you do? Vooch, of course, without being that Every being time. said. Exactly. You see what Every I'm saying? Every time, so, without a fail, without a fail. If, if that's the choice you have to make, then I kind of understand where they're coming from because it's like if they want to be what we think they can be, where Zach is the 1A and, and Vooch is the 1B, and you got to build around it, and these guys are going to play 30-plus minutes, you can't have Laurie out there as well. Like, there's only so many He's points you can give up. 
Like you gotta yeah, get some yeah. stops sooner or later. So I, I can right, I can right. understand where they're coming from, man. But but we'll see, man. What what do you think? He's Kelly Olynyk long term. Uh, possibly. I would say that's his comp. But like maybe even maybe I mean there could be a guy like Popovich or I don't know Carlisle that sees something different that we don't see. You know. Some of these older coaches that uh, have more experience, you know, with th- those type of players, maybe start him off in the six-man role on those squads and let him work his way into rotation if he gets better. But yeah, I would say hey, that's man. his comp, but still better, still better than Kelly. Hey man, I hate I hate to be the bad guy, man, but Pop needs to retire, man. He, he needs to shut it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, bro. Spurs, I agree, man. Totally agree with that. They started totally their rebuild agree. two, three years ago. They keep bringing in free agents, trying to reshuffle everything. Like today, they got a um, a man from uh, from uh, Indiana, uh, the, the kid from uh, the Valley. What's his name? McBuckets. They got him yep, and somebody yep, else. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, I don't, man, I don't, I don't see that solving any of the problems they have. So I, I don't know, man. Shout out to Pop though, one of the best to ever do it. But man, might be time. I think it's about time, huh? Yeah, I, I'd say it's time, time to call time to call pops on that. I agree with that. Yeah, man. But, yeah, I, I ain't really got nothing else to add, man. Yeah, I just wanted to chime in on the free agency, man. Y'all have a good show. It was cool. I'm, I'm going to oh, hang up this phone and listen to y'all online. Thank you for dialing thank you. in. Thank, thank you so you. much thank for calling for in. Us. Thank you for the support. We'll talk to you next time, sir. All right, man. Oh, so that was awesome. We got our uh, that was our first caller uh, to the show. So that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, so we're hoping to be gaining some traction. This is our actual third show that we've uh, been doing this now. So hopefully uh, we're starting to get a larger presence out there. Uh, but uh, that uh, you know, uh, Sam, I wanted to talk to you. Um, they've been rebooting a bunch of games, and uh, I hear that NBA Jam might be getting the next uh, next gen treatment. Um, they already have it on mobile yeah, devices. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I want to ask you, you know, who would you run with in today if they had twenty twenty one rosters? Who, who are you running with? I know there's some obvious choices out there. But it kind of depends on people's style of play. When I when I played NBA Jam, I, I like to run with a, a rim protector and a three point presence. Um, so who uh, who do you probably go with? I probably go with either uh, Kyrie and KD or Harden and KD. So I want to go with a shot creator. I want to have someone with uh, with the dribbles, the handles, the, to move it, push it, and then obviously big man. In my opinion. Still, you know, he's seven foot tall. You could still probably get up there and do his business. But um, I like that because uh, that squad, because those two players, whichever one, I, I mean, I can Kyrie or Harden, they'll, they'll put up points in, you know, in buckets, <laughs> in buckets and buckets of points. So you just got to stay they ahead of the, of, of the person you're up against. But you, you know, I'd I have might, a tough time uh, problem with like a, against with that squad if I went up against like a Giannis and a Holiday. I'd probably have a tough time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I got a, uh, a one that might surprise uh, that might surprise you a little bit, but I think I, I might have to go with either uh, a Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray combo or even a Trey Young and a Clint Capala. You know, because I, I think, uh, especially on Denver's side, I, I got Jokic there, uh that can man the middle and pop out for shots. Then I got uh, Jamal Murray 
who uh, can sink three. But you got, but you got I to mean, understand everybody... nature. But you got to understand the nature of NBA Jam, right? It requires like the players that you pick have to have insane athleticism, right? So I don't know how you're gonna fare with 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 Murray and Joker, you know. Uh, Joker yeah, might be a little know. slow, you know. Uh, you know, no? not to uh, not to be racist here, but I'm Asian, so we mastered these games. So you know, I can. I oh can right, right, ahead. and I'm and I'm Indian, yeah. so we're right behind you. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we mastered these games yeah, but, as well. But as a Chinese person, we actually have some like athletic, you know, prowess to us. You know, I I don't know if you saw this or not, but China's tied with the United States for the most gold medals in the Olympics, or the most medals in the Olympics, and I think India has won to their name, so, you know, at least Look, that man, athletic... our biggest back. medal is our brain, all right? If we, there was an Olympics for the brain, then the Indians would win, be winning the medals, like, again, buckets and buckets of gold medals. That's, that's what the Indians would be taking home. Yeah, okay. I'll give the you Kawhi laugh? Did I just get the Kawhi laugh right now? Yeah, you got the Kawhi laugh right now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, great, great. Oh, oh, thanks. You had to throw it in again, huh? All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to NBA Jam, though, if you if you were to pick uh, – see, it's really – what's really strange, what I really liked about NBA Jam is that uh, when it first came out, if there weren't two stars on the team, they would pick their two best players. You know, uh, you know, if there, if there was yeah. like a – like a Golden State Warriors, they'd have like I don't know Hardaway and Mullins or something like that, or maybe Mitch Richmond or whoever they had at that but time. That, um, Arza, what are you talking about? Tim Hardaway and Chris Mullins. Chris Mullins was on the Dream Team. Come on. Oh no, but NBA Jam, you got to look up at who they're going up against. You know, the 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 Chris Mullins was was yes, he was on the Dream Team, but he was nothing but a sharpshooter, really. He was just a sharpshooter. So again, that those squads probably won't fare well against Pippen and Jordan, Patrick and John, um, so on and so forth, right? So what I'm saying is that, yeah, so, but what I'm saying is that these, these other teams that, that don't have superstars, NBA Jam still, still did a pretty good job in bringing in like the best players on that team and giving them some ability to go up against like the top tier talents. Well, so I, so when the original NBA Jam came out, I want to, I want to, put this out there there was no michael jordan um michael jordan wasn't in the original nba jam so the the duo there was scotty pippen and ho grant okay but right, right, i'm going right. to okay. tell you i'm going to tell you the worst teams here so there's 27 teams in nba jam the worst team was the milwaukee bucks and their two players were blue edwards and brad lowhouse okay? oh my gosh blue edwards and brad lowhouse so you're not winning much there. Uh, you know, and I'm surprised that the Bullets got up above Ron Harper and Danny Manning because I, I would take Ron Harper and Danny Manning over who the Bullets were thrown out there, which was Tom Gugliotta and Harvey Grant. Okay. But here the number Hey, man, Boogs is pretty good, bro. I actually like Gugliotta who? quite a bit. Oh, I like on, Tom Gugliotta a lot. Just, just, just get out of here with your Googs love, Okay. Uh, I, I'm actually, you know, and that that team that you that hated on the Golden State Warriors, they were the sixth best team in NBA Jam according to this list. The sixth best team. And who so, were they running again? Hardaway, uh, Richmond, Mullins. Who? That's it. Hardaway and Chris okay. Mullins were the starting two. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, above these were the teams above them. You had Dominique Wilkins and Stacey Ogman. You had, for the Hawks. You had the sons of Charles Barkley and Thunder Dan Marley. 
Then number three, you had Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Okay. And number two was Carmel and John Stockton. The What's that? Sean Kemp and Gary Payton? Yeah, yeah. That team is a nightmare I'm to play against. Surprised that- they weren't number one. Number one was Reggie Miller and Detlef Shrimp. So I'm very surprised. That, and number wow. two was Carmel and John Stockton. So I'm, I'm quite surprised that the Pacers nabbed number one here. But I, like you said, I, I don't think you, ne- you necessarily – you don't have to have two top guys, but you have to have, to have two guys in NBA Gem that blend together. And I, to me, you know, I, I'm taking – uh, you know, I'm going to keep my boy Joker. I'm going to keep uh, uh, Jamal Murray. You know, and because I think uh, I think I can run and gun it with anybody. You know, although another a, a close team that might be really good is D'Angelo Russell and, and Big Cat. Yeah, I say that's, that's a good two, squad too. Definitely a good squad. That's a, uh, your your worst team. In I mean, NBA if you think now, about it, if you do like a like a Curry Green matchup, that's pretty damn good too. That's a. It is. It is. Uh, I, I think you would have to say the the Pistons, like with their with what would their duo be? Uh, who would it be? Plumlee and Jeremy Grant? Like I don't even know who would be on the on the. Well, Plumlee's gone. It was Jeremy Grant and probably Cade, or like I mean they don't have a second let's star. Cade's a rookie now. He hasn't played. So let's take it back to the season we just accomplished, right? Let's take so it. So then you would have to put in like Killian Hayes, or you'd have to put in a role player, some or, sort of Wayne Ellington. Somebody like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe Dennis Smith. Yeah, the Pistons would probably absolutely be the worst team on NBA J. Or Josh Jackson, sure. actually. Josh, Josh Jackson actually had a resurgent year with the Pistons last year. But but we all agree the Pistons and the Pistons and the Houston Rockets would be the absolute worst teams. Yeah, you would, the Rockets would have Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood, probably, most, most likely. Yeah. Or John Wall, sorry, yeah. John Wall and Christian Wood, rather. John Wall's still uh, yeah, on that so maybe team. terrible. Maybe Oklahoma City gives them a run for their money because I don't know. Uh, shy. Yeah, OKC uh, would have. Um, yeah, it would be shy, shy, and then uh, they got rid of Stephen Adams. So if it was last year, yeah. then it would be probably be Stephen Adams. No, Stephen Adams so. wasn't on the team last year. Stephen Adams was on the Pelicans. Nola. He was dealt. What's that? Oh, he was he, he was traded uh, to Nola last year. Oh wow! I didn't. I, so, uh, my bad. Yeah, I don't you're watch that many look- Pelicans games or Thunder games for that matter. <laughs> clearly, clearly, you're not up on your uh, Pelicans and Thunder knowledge, which is uh, very surprising and disappointing all at the same time. <laughs> Shut it! <laughs> Trap. Crowd. So, so oh, one thing I would probably say is another. Uh, death matchup is like Zion and who would be number two on that Pelican Brandon squad? Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, Ingram and, and Zion in NBA Jam would be, oh my God, that would be tough. Oh, tough. That would be. But, uh, you know, I like I like seeing some of the, you know, they're bringing back NCAA football uh, now that they got all the name and likeness stuff straightened out. And that, I, I love that game. Uh, the last one was. They bringing back NFL Blitz? Is that what they're bringing back? Blitz. I, I hear NFL Blitz is making a comeback. I, I actually saw a video oh. where they, dude got tackled and then he just got pounded on with the helmet. Like he, the dude ripped his helmet off and just started beating him. Uh, so. Or the guy does a leg drop on you after you're done on the ground. What'd you say? 
Or the guy does a leg drop on you after you're done and you're tackled on the ground. Yeah, all Kogan, all Kogan style. But this this time, this was a total Miles Garrett on Mason Rudolph just style beating where he ripped off his helmet <laughs> and beating on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw in the Kawhi there. Uh, um, By the way, Kawhi, uh, he declined his, his his option, huh? Thirty six mil. He's not. Yeah, he's he, staying in L A. though. Uh, he's saying he's saying he said he's staying in L A. He's staying in L A. Uh, more LA. than he's likely. More than likely, he's just re-upping for either a shorter contract or more money. He can get possibly a right. more max contract. But we'll see. But, you know, the injury he had, that torn, partially torn ACL, I don't even know if he's ready for next season, man, to be honest with you. like They're going like, like, to do the same thing that they've done with all these stars, right? Hold them back, you know, ease them in. Season's going to be two months in, and he's still going to be on minutes restriction. He's not going to be playing back-to-back. I, I the season, man, if they start the season on time like they thought, like they think they will, like the end of October, beginning of November, I don't think Halloween every year. That's that's my moniker as so to when it starts, right? Yeah, it's probably till like February or March we're not seeing Kawhi. So yeah. I just, yeah. uh, to me, I don't know, man. I, I Kawhi, I, I looked at at one point in time, especially when he won that title with Toronto, even though there's a giant asterisk next to it. Um, Huge. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I I look at Kawhi. I'm sorry, I don't have like the, uh, top the last button. I don't yeah. have the last button. I know. I'm sorry because you're remote, so I control everything here. So you know, you just uh, you know, if you want me to give you, if you want me to give you the uh, funny Kawhi, Kawhi laugh for a good joke, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you a pity a pity <laughs> one. There you go. <laughs> uh, oh, someone! Uh, yeah, someone's being a. Go ahead. What's that? No, what were you so saying? I said someone, someone being, being a, a little has a power trip with the last button. Oh, all the time, all the time, man. Just give me a give me an inch, and I'll take a mile. <laughs> um, so uh, we are going to uh, awkwardly move on to our next section after uh, after Sam gave me nothing there, just a kind of an awkward laugh. So thank you for that for making my confidence super high on that one. Um, but. Uh, so, yeah, uh, just keep going, man. See, I mean, left. your confidence levels keep going up as you continue, right? Yeah, well, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what that means. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to <laughs> gonna go into our NFL team famous actress correlation. So, how this game works is I will say a team. Uh, and based on how I think their season is going to go, I'm going to equate them to a famous actress. Uh, so we're going to each take three teams. Sam and I will take three teams, uh, and then we're going to go look into the future with our friends Harold and Kumar after this seg- after uh, after we do this segment. So uh, I will start uh, things off, and um, I'm going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I am going to compare the Pittsburgh Steelers to Yasmin Bleeth. Uh If you haven't seen Yasmin <laughs> Bleeth, uh he is not attractive anymore. So this is how I feel about the Steelers. The Steelers were a once very proud franchise, Super Bowl contender, always top three in the AFC. But age has not done them any favors. Uh, they are broken down and beat up and a shell of their former glory. Ben Roethlisberger will be lucky to stay healthy for 17 games this year. 
So my count for the Pittsburgh Steelers 2021-2022 season is Yasmin Bleed. All right. That sounds that sounds pretty uh, pretty accurate. Um, I'll with my first team. I'll probably go with um, I'll go with the Texans because they're in an interesting scenario. Um, my opinion, the Texan Texans uh, would probably have a comp of Jenny McCarthy, possibly. And, wow. Uh, again, and why I'm doing Jenny McCarthy is because. Jenny McCarthy, uh, again, after like 10 or 12 beers right now in 2020, you might think about it, but um, you probably oh, won't. Oh, I would do it after – no, I would do it after not even any beers. I would, I would do it after drinking some Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, I'm not a huge Jenny McCarthy fan, and she's got okay. a ton of plastic surgery done, so I will go with that comp. Okay, excellent. So I want to put this on the poll question. If you are hot once, are you always hot? For instance, like, I feel like people who were good-looking at one time can always get back to that level if they if they work out or if they do a little plastic surgery here and there or they get on an extreme diet. I feel like once you've been hot once, you can always go back to that. I don't know, man. There's some obviously you can never come back from. (laughs) Like who? Like who? Uh, I mean, have you seen Pamela Anderson lately? Pamela Anderson is still holding. She still holds up, man. She's holding up. All right. (laughs) I mean, if you say so, if you say so. But like, if you were, if you were to say like Kate Beckinsale. Or Elizabeth oh. Hurley, those two are holding up. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, I gotta agree with you on that one, especially Liz Hurley. Cameron Diaz yeah. is holding up at fifty, right? No, she's not. She looks she looks broken and old. All right. Well, Britney Spears is 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 holding up at forty. Yeah, doing Britney Spears is doing her thing. She's doing her thing, which which uh yeah but i'll tell you who's really doing their thing and this brings me to my next one the tennessee titans you know i gotta give the tennessee titans good old faith hill faith hill is classic little southern hospitality uh a lot of fun uh seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders and you look at the titans team you know, they, they look like they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Um, you know, you, you got Derrick Henry, and now you add Julio Jones to the mix with A.J. Brown. This is a team that I feel like can jump out to a lead on you through the vertical passing game and then just pound you away with Derrick Henry and, and then shorten the game. You know, they jump out to like a 14 to nothing lead or 17 to three lead or something along those lines, and then just shorten the game with Derrick Henry. Uh, so the Titans are a team I'm really high on. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to put them above Buffalo or Kansas City yet, uh, but uh, uh, is my comp for the Tennessee Titans. That's I would say it's a great comp. You know, um, jumping into my my second comp, I'm going to have to go with uh, the Bucks um, and. I'll have to go with Jennifer Lopez, man. Have you seen her lately? She's been in the tabloid oh, back with Ben and and uh, J Lo. I mean, J Lo's still doing her thing. It's 
50. And and as is Tom Brady, who's probably 50 as well. But, I mean, he's 40. But you get the, you get the idea. The comp is, um, you know, uh, Jennifer Lopez is still holding up really well. And that team is aging. That Bucks team is aging outside of Brady. It is aging a bit. So Mike Evans is, is now, what, in his eighth, ninth year. Um, they have a couple. Yeah. Of, Gronk is a, a bit older. So, you know, that Bucks team, though, is loaded, absolutely loaded with stars on both sides of the ball. You know, you got your Sues on one side, and you got your, uh, you know, you have your Fournettes and your other, you know, you're on the offense for the offensive side. So, <clears throat> I would say that um, that's my comp for the Bucks is Jennifer Lopez, little Southern, uh, not Southern, sorry, a little uh, Florida action, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, here is. Uh, my last comp, the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, I, I'm going to give them Miley Cyrus uh, because from <laughs> afar, they look very attractive. You see Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, and you see, just like with Miley Cyrus, you see the, the legs and then the nice body, but then the closer you get, the more flawed it becomes. And the closer you get, the more you see the, the, the crazy – the crazy hair on Miley Cyrus or the fact that she, you know, gyrates, you know, uh, half naked on the MTV BMA awards wearing God knows what. Uh, so from afar, they look really good and stable, but the closer you get, you see the dysfunction. And so my comp for the Dallas Cowboys this year is Miley Cyrus. <laughs> that's a, I would say it's a pretty good comp. Um, for my third uh, and, and last uh, comp, I will have to pick uh, the Packers. Um, and the comp I'm going with only because is Olivia Munn. Okay. <laughs> this is very fitting. And that's it. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm just going to leave it right there. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Super Bowl contender. We'll see. Possibility, um, possibility, but only that. The, the only reason why I went with that comp is because of the Aaron Rodgers uh, history, right? Yeah, well, he's clearly gone downhill as he's been in the league. You know, Olivia Munn to Danica Patrick to Shailene Woodley. I think I would take Olivia Munn over any any one of those, okay. which we discussed in a previous show. But I, I'm having a hard time getting over it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> that's. Uh, uh, so now we're going to turn to our friends Harold and Kumar, and we're going to look into the future, into what the sports lay, the layout of the sports landscape might look like 20, 30, 50 years from now. Uh, so, I, I, you know, we had tried to find them good intro music, but we couldn't find anything on our budget for the show. Uh, so we just kind of, you know, had to uh, – we're just going to wing it with this. So uh, this is a little section I like to call the Asian soothsayers, Harold and Kumar. Uh, so Harold, Harold's going to kick things off first, and uh, we're going to go with a look into the future. Future, future, future. All right. In 40 years, Tim Tebow will still be trying out. For the NFL. Two more. What do you have? 
All right. Coming coming in hot. It's Kumar with like four O's and two U's. Uh, In 40 years, Nick Foles will be still backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Harold, here we go. In 40 years, the Philadelphia 76ers will still be trusting the process. <laughs> In 40 years, the Los Angeles Lakers will be looking to add yet another star for LeBron James. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe all three LeBron sons will be playing for the Lakers at that point in time. <laughs> Europe, oh, Harold. Final, final prognostication from Harold. In 40 years, we will see the end of the NCAA basketball tournament, and it will just be a bunch of teams from the SEC playing in an invitational tournament known as the SEC Invitational. I'm sorry. I had a better joke for that, but it went out of my head. So, uh, (laughs) All right, my last one. In 40 years, Tom Brady will run out of space in his trophy room for the amount of rings that he has to put up there. Okay. That was our first edition of Agency Sayers, and we were a little off the mark there. Uh, I blame uh, the shots uh, fireball that I took before the show, so they're starting to kick in now. So um, that was definitely. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, we'll we'll get better. We'll see more into the future uh, as we go along. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, it's a work in progress, that... right, Mike? So I mean, you know, this yeah, year but, we're going uh, as Harold and Kumar for. For Halloween, right? Yeah. We decided we were yeah. going to do Harold and Kumar for Halloween. Yes, because yeah. I'm, so by the time Halloween rolls around, we'll be great at the suit Sarah stuff. Oh, we'll be very great. You know, uh, and, uh, I think I think maybe we should be like Harold and Kumar before we do the soothsayers, and we should eat, and then eat White Castle. And I think maybe oh, that would help totally. us be the better. I, I think I'm just. Okay. I think I. Just, I don't really care. If, of, of, about wanting to be like Kumar, I just kind of just want to eat White Castle and get really, really high. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's uh, that makes sense. You know, nothing beats some sliders and chicken rings. Son, a little fun fact. All right, did guys. you know? Did you know? Before you cut yeah. me off, um, as I'm speaking, Mike, thank you very much. Sorry. Just a little fun Sorry. fact. Yeah. In, <laughs> in in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, the first one. Kumar actually had vegetarian sliders because he's a vegetarian. So the, at the last scene not. where they're pounding burgers and drinking all those Diet Cokes and cherry Diet Cokes and all that stuff, when they're doing that, Kumar's eating vegetarian burgers. Interesting. That is a fun fact. And now, you know what? I, I hate to cut us off, but we are out of time. Thank you for joining us. We will see you guys later. Uh, we will be back with a brand new show on Friday. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Mike.
Go. Go.